1: trans POV is more than just the trans narrative. There are the usual questions about the trans person's earliest memories and their various stages of gender exploration. We have already discussed the differences between transsexual, transgender, and gender fluid, and that gender identity is different from gender expression, which again is different from sexual orientation. While I am usually open to answering other people's respectful questions, which no one would ever dare to ask of other transgender people, it is clear that simple definitions aren't enough anymore, and we need to be taught Talking about lived realities, and sometimes the voices we need to hear from aren't always trans. It's time for a bit of trans 201. Welcome to Trans Point of View. Welcome back. You're listening to Transgender Point of View. Mama Mish here, and here we are dealing with coronavirus, uh, having to do our amazing broadcasts from home. And, you know, I ran across an amazing story that came to me, just happened right after the Sydney iconic gay and lesbian Mardi Gras. Um, we had an amazing interview signed up with Carrie LePage, who's the Inclusion and Diversity Partner at IBM ANZ. How are you, Carrie? I'm good.
0: I'm stuck at home like everybody else, but
1: hey. <laughs> Now, how long have you been stuck at home like the rest of us?
0: I think it's gone four weeks for us, so we've been pretty much locked in for four weeks now, going out occasionally for food, and that's about it.
1: Yes, well, I myself, uh, it was funny because I actually did a job change myself during the, uh, during as soon as they started doing the the lockdown. So since mid-February, I've actually been at home myself. So. It's, it has not been a fun journey, but it's these sorts of things that you just have to have a good laugh at, actually.
0: Exactly. Um, to be honest, I work from home all the time, so that bit's not hard for me. But having the family here as well, that is a challenge. It's <laughs> a
1: challenge. Now, I'm, look, I myself, I'm a, I'm a parent of a 14-year-old and 10-year-old, and we've had to do the homeschooling thing. And I'm telling you now, I, 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 I want to send, like presence to our teachers because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready. Okay. Well, I'm doing algebra that I haven't done since like high school and I'm like, what are we doing this for? This doesn't teach you anything. Why are you doing this?
0: Exactly. And my son keeps popping in. He's 10 and he keeps popping in, going, the teacher says we have to have lunch right now. And I'm just like, I- I- I'm in a meeting. Can we do lunch? No, it has to be now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to see all of the, the social media accounts that start talking about the parents' funny stories at home uh while they're doing it but but i love the ones that talk about those who are listening to their partners at home oh i'm married to the let's put a pin in this and revisit guy when was when was that happening
0: <laughs> i saw a good one the other day it was it might take a village to raise a child but it takes a vineyard to homeschool one
1: so... <laughs> i i i neither will confirm nor deny that uh, comment there <laughs> Now, one of the amazing things you're doing over at IBM, much like many organizations are starting to visit, is actually looking into uh, supporting um, LGBT IQA plus uh, employees better uh, than what we have before in the past. Can you tell me a bit more about what the work it is you're doing there?
0: Um, a whole range of things, to be honest. but. Um... We're stuck. <laughs> so one of the most recent things is our gender affirmation treatment leave which really has come about we have four people at the moment who are going through that process or in different stages of that process four. and speaking to those yeah and in speaking to them it was the, the biggest stressor was the time involved in terms of the appointments they needed and the the things they needed to do outside of work and that kind of got me thinking and going well why can't we do something about that so you know it was a bit of a negotiation process we're a global company and and things you can't just push the button and it happens you have to negotiate you have to get things to work but i'm actually really happy where it where it came out because Come out as part of our work-life balance leave but it's specifically called out in that which means that this kind of leave is available to anyone at IBM um, for any life event that they might have this is on top of your annual leave and any other type of leave you might have but people going through this type or wanting this type of leave it's specifically called out it's there they actually don't have to go to their manager if they don't want to they can come to me and so it just makes it easy and it makes it supportive and it takes away some of those stresses and harder points for people that are going through the process.
1: Yeah, because those early, those early stages, especially when you're in different appointments with different doctors, yep. et cetera. Now, is this specifically, now I'm just gonna take a step back here. Is this specifically a gender affirmation treatment leave policy or is it for just uh, special circumstances leave policy?
0: No, gender affirmation treatment leave policy Sitting within a broader policy that any IBMER can use for, <clears throat> excuse me, for whatever life stresses or events or whatever that might happen.
1: Amazing. So you have four employees going through this. This is quite unique for me because, uh, you know, I've worked in many different places, many different places, whether it's banks, insurance companies. Uh, uh, I, you know, I currently work within um, the wider uh, uh, transport myself. And usually I'm the only transgender person that I run across. Yeah. So to have four people in one place, that's, that's quite amazing.
0: Well, there are others who have transitioned in the past. And I guess, I don't know if the process never ends, but, um, there are some who transitioned quite some time ago and wouldn't count themselves as one of these four who are undergoing that process more acutely at the moment. Um, so within the business, there's, there's quite a number to be honest. But there's four who are currently would be using the sleeve more than others.
1: So. so so for those playing at home, just so they have a better understanding. So you yourself, you identify as a cisgender hetero yep. woman or? Yep. yep. So for, for you within within your role within the organization, I, I've i always had conversations with people who have work in similar positions as yourself. And it always seems to be not a priority issue or... Really? or something that they oh they'll talk about but they never really kind of go there so what was it for you because obviously this is something that doesn't affect you personally what was it that made you actually say yep we really have to do this
0: um i've spent most of last year focusing on this we, we call our um lgbtiq plus uh eagle i don't ask me what that stands for it's employee alliance or something <laughs> or other. but um I've spent basically the last year really focusing hard on Eagle and all of the things that we as a group want to achieve and the environment that we want to create and all of the resources we want to put around that and the training that we want to put around that and was personally supporting the the people that we have. So when someone wants to transition, that is something that I would become involved in. So I run training for their teams, for example, and I would enact things like we've got a name change tool. So if I want to change, my, if someone wants to change their name, I can enact a tool that will make that flow through all of our processes. Um, and we've got all of the training for the managers and all of those sorts of things. So I'm there helping, supporting that person do that and therefore having lots of conversations with them. And that was the the recurring theme was this is a really hard point of, stress in terms of the time. So that's
1: now, kind of what it from. <clears throat> my understanding over the years was, look, not many companies are very open about their support of um, the rainbow community, their employees, et cetera. Uh, and look, and and that, you know, it is what it is. We're not gonna, I'm not gonna try to call it out or, or be negative or anything about that. You know, it's the times have to change. And they change slowly to to, for the better. Um now, my understanding is IBM's had a very long track record of working with LGBT employees, yeah. <laughs> though though not overly vocal, but I've recently doing my searches and, and actually been doing research around organizations who are doing the same similar policy as yourself. Um, you have a very long track record of, of being supportive.
0: We do actually We've, it it kind of sounds a little bit crazy, but IBM has been all over diversity and inclusion for well over a hundred years. And I guess a hundred years ago it was things like women employees and, and black employees in the US that sort of thing and people with disability um, there was kind of a groundbreaking policy in the 50s which was all about hiring was with, without regard to race color or creed which was about 50 years ahead of its time mm. and I think it was in the 80s that they first added sexual orientation to that um, which again was well ahead of its time so I'm kind of lucky. I'm in this role, but it's IBM's history, not mine. I've only been here <laughs> two years. So, and it's a global history. And it's, it's really interesting because we just got a new CEO in New York and he did a video welcome thing about a week ago. And one of the key things he was talking about was the inclusion and diversity history and how important that is, which I think is pretty cool because you know, I get to enact that vision
1: so, yeah, you're down the end going. you actually get to see it actually in in yes, action, yes, and I
0: have so, the support to do that, which is amazing, and that's so. what's
1: so awesome because because you know you you do push it back up to like the CEOs. There's always an executive sign off, there's always whatever, but it never really kind of goes. It's always controlled. The, the wording's controlled. you never really see it rolled out, so, I guess, so so as part of this, there's a rollout of an employee resource group, I understand. So I'm trying to understand a bit more about your organization.
0: Sure. So the way it's structured is we're a global organization. So we have a global lead for LG. They call it over in America LGBT plus. So that's their terminology. Um, we have a global lead for that. We have a global executive sponsor for that. We have a vital few, which is what they say their priorities are for the year um and then we have squads and people running those squads across those vital few um so for this year it's lgbti career empowerment it's community engagement lgbti um, leadership and support and well-being and then locally and eagles kind of the name across the board for all of those groups mm-hmm. locally we have our own local eagle group so we align with those global priorities and we we have local people on all of those global squads but we also have our own eagle group that we've got our own priorities that we're working on of of what makes sense in ANZ ANZ being Australia and New Zealand so so it's a little bit complex but what it means is incredible global support and focus but bring it back down to the local level and how do we want to do it here
1: so, so, so is this is this basically one of the one of the the things you're starting to roll out to, I guess, attract uh, more diverse talent within the LGBTIQA plus community? Then,
0: Eagle has been around for a long time. It's been at least ten to fifteen to twenty years, so it's not new. Um, what we're trying to do is be more visible about that. So. You know, kind of what you were just saying. We, we actually have really good policies, really good things going, but we never tell anybody. We just, we just kind of. Took That's along. just it.
1: Companies don't. All these companies I go into, there's all these amazing things that are going on, but we never talk about it. Like, because I'm always, because as a leader within the community, and my one of my big focuses is, is always around employment and helping companies attract the best talent, especially when it comes to trans, uh, gender diverse, non-binary talent. I get these people always come to me going, so who are the companies we should focus on? And I'm going, I don't know, because we never see. <laughs> Please, come to us. <laughs> yes, yes we, need, we need to see this more, Carrie. We need to talk about yeah, it on I social know. media.
0: I, like- <laughs> I think locally, the problem was I've been in the role two years, and before that, it was vacant. And so in Australia and New Zealand, it just didn't get the visibility that it needed. But even in the last six months, I've had people joining the Eagle Group from within IBM locally saying, you know, I've always been just sitting here, but I didn't see the visibility. And now I do, I want to be a part of it and I want to make this happen and I want to, you know. So I think that's, it's, it's the same internally as it is externally. We need to be visible or it's just, you know, people people don't identify with it unless they can see it.
1: Well, I just recently ran a um, transgender employment pilot program that's never been done before. Uh, here or pretty much anywhere else to really highlight the um, the barriers facing trans uh, folk. Now, when I talk about transgender, again, it's the transgender, the, the gender diverse, the non-binary uh, individuals. So I use always use the transgender as the umbrella. Um, but the thing is, is 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 there's just again, first off, companies never see what they're doing. You don't see them going going to target the the community. But we also have a large tech background or tech-minded trans community that that is a really untapped um uh, source of of employment opportunities um so apart from this what are some of the changes you're actually doing to be visible now apart from say coming to me and talking about your gender affirmation treatment leave what are some of the other things you're doing we need to come up we need to come up with the acronym for this thing <laughs>
0: One of our key things last year, and obviously this is ongoing, was to sponsor the Victorian Pride Center or to become the, the founding principal partner of the Victorian Pride Center, which you would know all about, right? Because you're gonna yes, be one of the tenants.
1: Well. I, I was I, I, because I got such a big eagle span, okay, I'm an eagle myself. Uh, I was actually able to hug one of the one of the pillar walls within the as it was being built. Oh, uh, how cool is uh, that? if I could find the photo, I'll send it to you. I was like, I can hug yes. the Pride Center. <laughs>
0: So I think that sort of thing is where we're trying to head and I think that sort of thing is really important because it's a it's an ongoing it's a meaningful thing it's a supportive thing that will be there every day it's not kind of a flash in the pan event that you kind of go to and go oh, that was nice it's all over but it's trying to be more visible in an everyday sort of sense and share that message and Just be seen a little bit more and go to events and go to campuses with our rainbow flag our our ibm rainbow logo and just even using that logo subtly is a form of just a you know it's here it's part of us it's it's just a normal thing that's always here rather than making a big deal yeah
1: well that's just it and and that's one of the biggest complaints most people have is you know, these companies come in, they'll run a campaign, it's like a flash in the pan, and they're going, oh, we're here, we're done, and then they move on, and they never talk about it again. Um, where, you know, we need to have the conversation still happening because people still aren't hearing it because it's, oh, it's so quick, and then we move on. Um, yes. So I was also curious about one of the things, again, part of the, the, the stuff that was put in front of me, tell me more about out role models.
0: Yeah, that's a program that launched in 2016, I think, um, which is, again, it's a really cool thing. It's there's, there's two levels. One's the out executives, and that's the really senior, senior people across the globe. And then the out role models are the ones who aren't the really, really, really senior ones, but are just people within the business who are happy to um, be seen and be approached and be visible and um be the people to go to as the out role models of the business so they're really strongly promoted the out executives you can go to the website and the out executives are there and they they contribute to those vital few um, discussions and there's a pride gateway which is a global pride gateway and that comes out every well it's there all the time but there's an update every month and there's lots of stuff on there around Um, Profiling out women and profiling out transgender employees. So, on International Women's Day, for example, there was a whole big um, profile of transgender women on there. So, just all of those things just constantly coming out and out and out. And locally, there's an out executive and three out role models, and they're all really active in our Eagle group. So,
1: I wanted to go and look on say your website though. Could I see all of that and follow along and read all that? Or is that just an internal internet thing?
0: That is a very good question. I think a lot of our all of our external website is controlled globally and there is a whole diversity site, but I'm not sure how much you can delve into. I'd love um, to read about it, I'd love to look at it. I'd
1: love to. <laughs> I'd love to share it with my wider community and say, "Look at these amazing people! Come on, Carrie, help me out here."
0: <laughs> I think do Facebook probably have all those sorts of things because we've been doing some really cool things in the US. Like our our chief diversity and inclusion officer actually went and addressed Congress and the Vatican on LGBTQ rights, um, and she was one of the only people invited to do that, particularly to the Vatican. So. There's some really cool things happening, and I think they'd probably share it through the appropriate channels. But I, I don't have any control over that. So.
1: <laughs> well, put me on your mailing list. I want to share it and talk about it. Like, <laughs> I love when companies are just this amazing and do these sorts of things because you know, again, it, it the always question comes back on, oh, so who's who's doing what? Who's doing this? We need we need to hear it. We need to see it. Yeah. So, so with your new graduate and onboarding process. Um, with these, you know, training and scenarios, I'd love to hear more about that too.
0: So, what we've implemented last year was that all graduate, <clears throat> excuse me, all graduates that come in run through a sort of a training week or two, mm-hmm. and so yes. I now take a section of that and run an LGBTIQ plus awareness session, um, and it's quite fun. We use cahoots and we do a bit of a quiz, and we discover they don't know anything and you know then we do some learning and we do some interactive scenarios so we talk about through like we have some scenarios that are morally tricky and we talk about how you would raise things and what would you do and how would you say that and if you're too scared to say that how would you what what do you do about that um, and it's just a really nice way to ease and talk about this as something that's really important to IBM give them the skills give them the resources. And then give them the links and if they want to do things with the Eagle Group. And a lot of them then do approach me and say, look, I'd really like to be involved. We have something called a um, something called badges. I don't know if other companies have badges, but we have <laughs> digital badges. And one of them's the LGBT plus digital badge. And it's about being an ally to the LGBTI community. So you have to do some online training and you have to do some um, organizing of LGBTIQ events and you have to sort of show that you are a clear ally or part of the community and then you get this digital badge that attaches to your profile and you can put it on your email and you can put it on LinkedIn and I send you a rainbow lanyard not that we wear lanyards anymore because we're all at home but, you know it's <laughs> all of those just little signals and signs and, and I give them badges to stick on the back of their computers saying inclusive IBM and the rainbow logo and I like that. Little signs and symbols, and they all come out sort of um, aware that this is something that we're really we find really important, and that kind of just sets the scene when they then move through into the business.
1: Do you make that more of a um, uh, something you can opt in for? Or do you, are you now actually make it as part of like KPIs, or actually like you must do these sorts of things? Like, how do you sort of handle it?
0: Um, for the grads, it's just part of their onboarding. There's no opt in or out. It's it is it is what it is, and it's not about you have to believe this. And you, like if you're someone who's um, very religious, for example, and and um, doesn't agree or whatever it might be, that's fine. I'm not trying to change people's opinions, but I am saying everyone needs to be treated with respect, and this is what respect looks like in IBM. So um, you know. Yes.
1: Because there are some people who do push back and I'm not, I'm not so hardcore. I'm not one of those who are like, you know, Oh, but, but this is right. You know, this is my rights and whatever. Yeah. You know, there's people who have different beliefs, but it's about, it's just about respect in general at, from one person to another. Um, exactly. and, and that's really important that people do understand that.
0: Yeah. And it's the same in sort of where, cause we're a global country, our company we've got people in countries where being in this community is illegal. Um, so for us the way we deal with that is we're not in any way saying you, sh- you shouldn't control shouldn't be part of the laws of the land you shouldn't follow the laws of the land but whilst you are within ibm you must be treated with respect and, and valued and, and all of the things that go with that and ibm in some of those countries is a safe space because we do have those values um, whereas perhaps outside there isn't the same sort of level of respect and, and safety
1: well, I would love to hear more about this. This, um, you know, the gender affirmation leave. Um, so, so, what are some of the details around that? So, if I was, if I'm an employee within IBM, um, what, what does what the how does that policy work? Like, what, what is the length of leave, or, or all of that?
0: So, it's a yearly thing that rolls over. So, every every year, like every year, you get annual leave and you get sick leave and things like that. Every year, you get a allocation of up to two weeks um, work-life leave of which gender affirmation treatment is part of and so essentially for the gender affirmation treatment version you can have up to two weeks a year to take how you would like you might choose to take it as a two-week block you might choose to take it as a half-day block here there and everywhere depending on what sort of appointments you've got that sort of thing if you don't feel comfortable asking your manager for that sort of leave you can come to me and I can approve it I've got approval rights over that obviously I would do that by um, helping the person to have conversations with their manager because you know we we need to do that Um, essentially to make it easy so that people don't feel like they can't do something because they can't approach the topic whereas I can sort of broker that conversation if need be so essentially it's a two weeks every year for this type of um, treatment and whatever you need it to be.
1: So if somebody were to come to you, say, just coming out saying, look, um, Carrie, I need to have a chat with you. I don't want to tell my boss. I know you're the lead on this. Um, I'm identifying as transgender. I'm seeing the counselor, I've seen the psych, whatever I'm doing, and I'm starting the process. Do you have any kind of like other material, like a guide do you give them to walk through or to give them sort of...
0: (laughs) um we've got amazing material and that's where it's the benefit of me my job's easy when it comes to this sort of thing because it's all done like the global team the the lead for this area is is a woman called Alice Slade, who's based in the uk and she's amazing so she just pumps out these amazing like you know I, i if i'm looking for something to celebrate transgender day she's done it and all of the and i just have to take it and copy it and put it into the local you know all of the resources and the learning resources and the um you know everything i might need is there and so i would work with that person to go through some of the things they need to be thinking about Uh, if they are happy to i'd open the local hr person for their area and we would work together to be honest, nobody, in not one case, has the manager not been 100% supportive of the it's ones amazing. that I've been working So, you know, you kind of expect, and, and I've run training for their teams, and, and you kind of expect you might get one that's going to go, oh, I don't believe in all this stuff. Not at all. Like, astoundingly the other way. So I was running one session and someone came up to me afterwards and I was like, oh, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, and he was like, I'm just so concerned that i want to make sure i, I do this right as a manager and i and I, I know that there's you know i know that in this community sometimes there's mental health issues when people aren't supported and i don't want that to happen and i'm really concerned that that doesn't happen and help me to do this right and that's kind of the sentiment it's it's been really quite amazing so it's
1: awesome so for you as as a cishet ally within all of this space what has been probably one of the biggest surprising things um, that that maybe that, that faces as a challenge towards the, the transgender community itself?
0: Um, not so much the transgender community, but there are still people within IBM who don't feel comfortable being out. And to me, that is one of the biggest surprises because I feel like and, I mean, this is my perspective. I'm not in the community and, and that's a, you know, I'm very aware of that. But um, I kind of feel like we're doing everything we can do to make it the right place to be. So I, I find it hard to, like, what are we not doing? Why are they? And I don't think everyone should be asked they don't want to be. <laughs> I know. You don't want to be. <laughs> um, It worries me that we have. People that don't feel confident, and why don't they feel confident? And is it is it something that's serious? And how how can I make that not be that way? You know what I mean.
1: Well, if you need a guest speaker to come in and just say something for the day or do whatever, you just give me a holler. Yeah, I'll come in and, and just and just hang out for an afternoon, you know, and just you know have a, have a have a meet and greet, something, whatever we need to do. I would love to. And this is stuff I've done already, but you just I'm just you know it's so so exciting to hear companies like yours. Especially being someone from IT of many years, you know, because when I came out, I couldn't find work in, in uh, IT at all. And yeah. I was actually a, I was actually a field tech a technician for uh, a company that was one of your contractors at one point, and they completely had freaked out. And, and I was told that being transgender wasn't a cultural fit within the organization. And, you know, in I... That I had... yeah. In that yeah.
0: organization, not within IBM. Because yeah. if it was IBM, I'd be exceptionally worried. Well...
1: It was a subcontractor, but it's not its its not IBM directly. And so to be here now in the position I am to be able to go and share, you know, the positive things you're doing, a bit of a look back and trying to fix the things that I dealt with and going, you know what? No, we're going to highlight the positive things that are going on, not the negative and say, hey, you know, you guys may not have done it, but hey, you know, a company like IBM is actually there, you know, walking the walk and talking the talk. So my only advice then is to say, so make sure you apply it to your subcontractors below, that they're following your policy as well.
0: Okay absolutely no, yeah. and we're not perfect by any means we've got lots of things we're trying to do we've got lots of things we're working on we've got a list this long of things that we're you know still we all picking do. Over. <laughs> and, um, I feel like we've got some traction and I feel like we're starting to get some visibility and I feel like we're starting to make some progress which is good
1: well, between now and November, my challenge for you and your organization, Transgender Awareness Week, do something amazing. Knock us all out of the water. Maybe showcase some, some of your employees <laughs> publicly, not just internally. I'd love to see You're that. You're my and guest
0: I- star. You're my guest yeah. star for the week. I can say yeah, you I'm can totally be my talk. Guest-
1: I, I booked in. <laughs> what, are you doing? what are you doing this week? I'm with IBM. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. You're on. I'm going to hold you to that now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, Carrie, thank you so much for joining me today and having a great laugh and sharing some of the amazing things that are going on with your organization. Um, I'm just as excited as you are. I'm, you know, for me, I want to find more organizations like yours, hear more of their stories uh, and and share it with the wider community so they know that we do have so much support out there, that more than we realize, and we can make a massive difference for the community.
0: Absolutely. And we can only work together. And that's the whole thing. It's not a competition. It's like the more we can all do together, the more it changes society. And that's what we want to try and do.
1: Exactly. You know, for right now, it's not about being the first. It's not about being the best. It's like, how can I be the best at supporting, say, another organization and create a collective that says, oh, hey, you know, we may not have this person might have, you know, some great uh, skills. They may not have been good for the role that we're going for, but maybe we might know somebody else at other organizations we can give advice for because. You know, it's a broken community that really just needs a helping hand right now.
0: Yep, I agree. So we'd love to be part of that. we are part of that and you're part of that. All right. and <laughs> let's all make it happen.
1: Yes, we will. All right, Carrie, thank you so much. You have been listening to Transgender Point of View. My name's Mama Mish. Talk to you soon.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: And thank you for listening in today. If you do want to reach out to us, you can email us at transpov at joy.org.au. You can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash transpov on Joy. You can get us on Twitter, transpov, or you can also follow along on Joy and just see what's going on every day here at Joy FM, which is joy.org.au.